Welcome to episode 12 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the graceful empty nester. I want to talk to you today about the drama triangle. It was developed by Stephen Katman in the 60s, and it explains the connection between personal responsibility and power in conflicts. It is also a key component of the codependent relationships. This is a destructive interaction where we can shift into multiple roles within a conflict. I call this the drama loop, and we're going to be talking about how to notice it when this is happening and how to stop. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together, we'll build a life grounded in grace, and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. Now, before we get started discussing the drama loop, I want to let you know that coming up on September 16th, I'll be holding a free Worthy Moms Warrior workshop. I'll be walking people through choosing your battles, winning the war, and how to become a warrior mom of an adult child. It's going to be amazing. And I want you to click on the link in the show notes for further information and sign up today. So there are three roles that we play in this drama loop. The victim the rescuer, and the persecutor. Now, we can shift between these roles, and it's even possible to switch in the middle of a conflict. Some of us lean towards one role, but occasionally find themselves switching when they become frustrated or when they're just trying to find some peace in that conflict. So let's talk about each of these roles, starting with the victim. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, most people don't like thinking of themselves as a victim, and I get it. So if you do anything else, just pay attention to some of the things that you might be thinking or you might be saying in this role. So the victim leans towards the role of being overwhelmed. They're not taking responsibility for their own emotions and behaviors, but instead, they convince themselves that they have no control over themselves or other people or their situation. When we're in victim mode, we are generally blaming other people or situations for our own emotions. We can notice when we're playing this role by checking our motives. Is it to get sympathy? Is it to avoid taking responsibility for our part? Is it to win an argument by just kind of giving up with some victim statement? So let's examine 
some of the things that a victim might say to another person during conflict. They might say something like, I'm sorry, I always make you feel bad. Or, why do you talk to me this way? Or, I don't know why you're so upset. So, notice that the victim might make these blanket apologies. They use words like always and never. They ask why a lot. They ask why someone is doing something or why something is happening to them. They often take the approach that they don't know what they said or what they did, or they don't know how to solve it. Now, I'm going to tell you, I actually played this role with my kids. And at the time, I would not have called myself a victim. Reflecting back on this drama triangle, I realized that I actually did play the victim role from time to time. So let's talk about what I did or what I said. And it was things like, why are you not calling me? So I was asking that why question. And then I would say things like, I'm really sorry I made you feel bad. Like this more of a passive aggressive communication. I gave this blanket apology instead of just being responsible for what role I actually played in the argument or in the conflict. Victims will often tell their stories over and over again, not to really gain a solution, but really to get confirmation from someone else that they've been unfairly treated. These are the people that go to their friends and complain, or they go to other people and complain about the mistreatment. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me here. I think it's really important that we have those people that we can lean on and we can talk to. But if you find yourself complaining and telling your story over and over again to a person, then you need to evaluate that because that's not doing you any service. That's not helping you. When a person finds themselves in a victim role, they close themselves off from being open to discover any conflict resolution because they feel like nothing is within their control. Let's go on to the rescuer. The rescuer likes to save other people that they see as being vulnerable thinking of them as the poor them. They offer unsolicited help or opinions that they believe will solve the problem. They jump right on it when others need to be helped. Sometimes they'll offer their help with strings attached or out of obligation. And obligation loves to hold hands with resentment Rescuers feel responsible for other people's feelings as well. They feel uncomfortable with conflict, so jumping into action to create that peace in the conflict or to show someone that they understand them is going to happen. This can cause others to quickly switch from a victim to a persecutor. Let me give you an example. Your adult child is sharing a struggle that they have been having with their career, and the rescuer mom shares her own experience with this in hopes of giving advice, only to be met with anger because this is a, advice is not what they were looking for. They were just looking to share their information. They were just looking for support. Now, we can pivot our rescuer role to a victim role 
when our efforts go unnoticed or refuted, or we become overwhelmed by all the commitments made to help them out of a jam. We offer to help them, and then we complain that we're always having to give them money or babysitting or whatever the situation is. Rescuers will even rescue when they don't have the means or the desire to help, and it can cause them to have silent resentment, and that also causes additional negative emotions. Let's talk about the last role in the drama loop, the persecutor. The persecutor is generally unaware of all the power that they hold, and therefore they don't understand the negative impact that they can have on others. It's often received as being bossy, intimidating, or judgmental. It's important for the persecutor to be right more than it is to even acknowledge their own emotion. In the persecutor role, it's like we're saying it's your fault. And this happens when a person feels the need to justify their behavior. They want to blame something or someone by taking an aggressive tone in a conversation. They might over-explain their position in order to make their point. And persecutors can also use passive-aggressive statements like, geez, I'm only trying to help. Often feeling insecure or even competitive, persecutors will look for evidence that others are wrong or even devalue someone else's success so that they can feel better. Much like a victim, they don't take responsibility for their own actions, but they perceive it to be someone else's doing that they had it coming. Persecutors can rely on bullying, name-calling, or controlling others to argue a point, and they can quickly shift into the rescuer role when they feel like they've gone too far by telling someone that they are only trying to help. They can also spin into a victim role by complaining about the person and softening the words when they're retelling the story. What does the drama loop have to do with parenting an adult child? Well, let me just say that it's really easy for us to get sucked into one of these roles. If your child is disrespectful or if they come home and they're asking for money, it's very easy for us to slip into one of these roles. We also might find our children in one of these roles and then we're responding. So it's really important to begin to notice Is someone in your situation playing a victim, a rescuer, or a persecutor? Because noticing is the first step. And the only solution is for one person to step outside the drama loop. Okay, did you hear that? It takes just one person to step outside of that drama loop. Now that you've learned about the drama loop and all of these roles, you can notice it when it's happening. Is there a person that you find yourself in that drama loop with? Is there a subject or a situation, a circumstance in your life that causes you to pick one of these roles? Or does it just happen and you notice it in the middle of it? When we notice that we're playing one of these roles or someone else is playing one of these roles, We can step outside of that drama 
transition over to a healthier method of communication. So let me go over some of those. If you find yourself being victimized, pivot to be vulnerable. And no, it's not the same. A vulnerable person can say, your tone right now is making me feel uncomfortable. I'm happy to discuss this with you, but we need to do it in a more calm way. And if that doesn't work for you, we'll have to end this conversation. That, my friend, is just a loving, calm boundary with a consequence. I love Brene Brown's work on vulnerability. She describes a method she uses by stating the fact and then stating what the story is she's telling herself. So, for example, when you don't call me, the story I tell myself is that you're upset with me. Then pause and let them respond. I think that this is a brilliant method because you're actually explaining what the facts are. They didn't call. And then you're explaining and accepting responsibility and being vulnerable for the story that you're telling yourself. And you're wondering if they're upset. And then you get to pause and let them respond so that you actually know the truth instead of catastrophizing later on or instead of becoming and feeling like a victim. When we're playing that victim role, we can just stop and say, listen, your yelling at me right this moment is making me very uncomfortable. And the story that I'm telling myself is that you're upset with me. And then you pause and you give them time to respond. If you find yourself in a rescuer role, you can pivot to the coach role. Ask questions to gather more information. Ask how they can solve the problem. This shows that other person that they are capable of making their own decisions and solving their own problems. Listen, I know sometimes we just want to solve the problem for them. We want to give them money or we want to stick up for them when we're rescuing. But here's the thing. When we're coaching them, when we're actually letting them be accountable for their own mistakes, letting them be accountable for their own actions, and finding out what they think the solution is, that is a wonderful gift that you can give your adult children. And this is what it means to actually parent adult children. Our days of fixing their problems are over with, and now we get to coach them. If you're reacting as a persecutor, pivot to being assertive by telling the person what you need without punishing them for it. We get discouraged sometimes, and we react to a situation or something that was said. Most of the time, it's simply an unmet expectation that we have. Don't be afraid to say, I need you to let me vent right now without giving me advice. Or, if you find yourself reacting to their needs or their words or something that's going on, simply encourage them to share what they need. When we find ourselves stuck in a never-ending drama loop, we very well could end up with a codependent relationship. Child yells at mom, makes her feel like a victim, and then rescues her with this increased phone calls to make up for what was said. 
And then the cycle starts all over again. And so you step into this and you might even be playing this for years before you really notice it. Stepping out of that loop through noticing what role we're playing is how the drama loop ends and the communication begins. The more that you practice this, the less it's going to happen. Pivot to a healthier communication. Victim moves to vulnerability. Rescuer moves to coaching. And the persecutor moves to assertiveness. Okay, so here is my challenge for you this week. I want you to take a situation, a conflict that you've had in the past, and I want you to write down what roles everyone played in that conflict. Who said what? Was it a victim? Was it a rescuer? Or was it a persecutor? Because as you begin to notice this more and more, you'll begin to be able to step out. You'll know exactly what to do to pivot. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together, we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast. <laughs>